This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Thunder Rosa, and Mickey James. What a great podcast you're definitely going to want to listen to. We talked to Court Bauer, who talks about not just MLW, but some of the history with MJF. And how did MJF do business in MLW? Also, we get into who could be signing with AEW at full gear. And could it be Ronda Rousey? Also, Mickey James talks about her exit of Impact Wrestling. What's her future? We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Live. There's a lot going on right now. And, you know, tomorrow night is a big night for AEW. It's full gear. Um, I'm looking forward to it. But I think what a lot of people are looking forward to, maybe even more than the matches we're going to see at full gear tomorrow night, is this new signee. And I was on the air yesterday with Tommy, and we were speculating with the Busted Open Nation. And I think there's a lot of people saying uh, Mercedes Monet or Monet. Or, yeah, Mercedes Monet. I want to say it the correct way. Mercedes Monet. Monet. And there's a lot of speculation about Ronda. I mentioned Ronda's name, you know, because you talk about the tweet from Tony Khan. He said respect. Yeah. You know, whether you like Ronda or not, you have to respect Ronda. What Ronda has done in the world of combat sports, what she did for the credibility of pro wrestling. Again, I always say, no matter what, I don't know if the women are in the main event of WrestleMania 35 if it's, if it's not for Ronda Rousey. And then you have to you talk about how she elevated you know, female sports and females in combat sports. Like, she's a trendsetter. So when you think of that word respect, it could be a Ronda Rousey. And then seeing Ronda at Pro Wrestling Revolver last night, again, Sammy Callahan's promotion. We had Sammy Callahan on last week talking about the show last night, Thunder. There was there was something special with Ronda in that ring last night. That wasn't the Ronda that we saw in the second run in the WWE. There was a little angst and a little bite. Like you're saying, Thunder, about your return, how you have something to prove. I could tell Ronda had something to prove in the ring last night at Pro Wrestling Revolver. So I'm very interested if she may be that signing. We don't really know. There's a lot of speculation. People throwing out Deanna Perrazzo. There's a lot of names that are, be th- that are being thrown about. I'm really looking forward to who that signee is going to be. But whether it's Ronda or not, I saw a different, a different Ronda Rousey last night in the ring. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the nice thing about being independent scene is that you have a freedom that you probably are, don't have when you're working TV. And where you're working with people that are your friends, like Marina Shafir, things are get a little more, you get a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know uh, Ronda and Athena, they known each other for from WWE. So there's a, an acquaintance there that makes it even better for her. So everybody was very surprised even when Ronda made a return, which was totally surprised at uh, Lucha Baboom here in LA. So if if that is the case, if she is the one who is going to sign for AEW, I think um, 
it, it's always it's it, it's a great addition to the women's division. Uh, and if it's a man, I just hope that anybody that is it's signed to AW brings something positive to the locker room and bring something better to the locker room. Uh, that's for me, that's a bottom line. Um, more than anything, well, for, for business wise, yeah, we want them to sell tickets and we want them to, you know, bring the bus. But in, 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 in terms of like having someone, a coworker that is like, that you feel comfortable working with, it's definitely like bringing that positiveness to the locker room. Yeah. Dave I, McGregor. No, I understand that you always want to have respect. And I guess, I guess that's the theme so far of what we've been talking about this morning. You need to have that respect and respect for your coworkers, respect for the company and, and respect for pro wrestling. I think, and I'm very interested to get the take of the busted open nation. Cause I think Ronda Rousey is a very com, compelling name. It's also a very like polarizing name when you talk about Ronda Rousey. And I think I felt when Ronda first appeared, we first saw her at WrestleMania 31 in the crowd, and then we saw her debut. Even Jim Cornette, who's the most jaded of all like wrestling quote-unquote personalities and journalists and talk shows and podcasters, he said that Ronda Rousey's debut at WrestleMania 34 was maybe the greatest debut of all time. And then you fast forward, and then Ronda Rousey's in the first female main event at WrestleMania. And then you look at the tip of the cap to Roddy Piper and her even getting, you know, the family's permission of using the uh, rowdy Ronda Rousey and that whole, you know, scheme and theme that she had when she first came to the WWE. Whether people like it or not, that's called respect. I think from day one, Ronda Rousey had respect for this business. And when Jim Cornette, of all people, says that's the greatest wrestling debut I had ever seen, I think that holds a little bit of weight. Because when Jim Cornette says something, whether you love him or hate him, he's going to say his true emotions, his true feelings. There is no bias because he has no relationship with anyone or anybody or any company. So when he says something, it's unfiltered. And I agree with what Jim Cornette had to say. Now, her second run maybe was not nearly as good as her first run. But I felt like Ronda always had respect. And now, what was the big knock on her, Thunder, was that, hey, she walked into the world of pro wrestling, and right there she's boom, in the main event attraction in the WWE. We talked about this david we talked about this it's not about if you pay your dues or not in certain aspects it doesn't apply to everyone it does not apply to everyone and we need we as workers me as someone who put a lot of fucking rings for years and never got booked can can knock it out like she was a, a ufc champion she she draw millions of people to buy pay-per-views of course if i own a company of course, if I own a company, I am going to have someone like that on my card. Why? Because I want to sell tickets. I want to sell merchandise. I want little girls to work her stuff. Of course, it just makes sense that if you like it, that's your problem. You work for the company. It is what it is. Get over it. It has happened to Jake Paul. 
another one. I mean, he's not, I'm not going to put it on, on the same level as, uh, you know, legitimacy. But the guys know what he's doing. He's everywhere. Yeah. You know, and I got and I got eaten alive last week because of what I said about Jake Paul. And I and I stand with what I said. Shawn Michaels posed naked with a title on Playgirl. Like that was like before, and nobody said anything. And probably she got you too. So whatever. By going to going to Ronda Rousey, they saw money in her. They saw that she liked professional wrestling and she had wrestling. On her background, because she was yes. a professional fighter. And what they did with her was amazing. I remember watching that match. And yes, he was right. Like, that's the best way that you can come back. You coming with, like, legends in the ring as your debut. Who else can say that? You know, and, she, and if they give her that opportunity and she knocked it out of the park, that was great. It's when yep. you have, you get the straight of the luck, and then, and then you go for it, and you bang in and you do real well and then they give you another opportunity and it goes well that's what happens they're continue to give her those opportunities listen i remember this is going back a few years ago we had natalia on the show and we asked her about ronda and she said ronda could have walked in asked for her own locker room or own space she she didn't want that she was extremely respectful to everybody that was in the back all the other performers and wrestlers, and she changed and did everything with everybody else. She wanted to be a part of the team. Now, we don't know, Thunder, if she's the new signee. We don't know that. We don't know if she's going to be the one that's going to be at full gear tomorrow. We don't know that. I'm just throwing that out there, her being in L.A., full gear being out on the West Coast, and what we're going to see tomorrow night. But for all those people that said she didn't respect the business, I have to disagree. A lot of people said she was terrible on the microphone. I don't think she was terrible on the microphone. I actually thought she was really good on the microphone because she did it a different way. We had we I sp sat down with Shayna Baszler at uh, at SummerSlam just a few months ago. Yeah, and that, I, that, and was I really, actually, that was really good. And I said to Shayna, I loved uh, Ronda's promos. Why? Because they sounded natural and she, they sounded real. And she said, I'm glad you picked up on that because that's what me and Ronda wanted to do was not talk like every other pro wrestler doing a cookie-cutter promo. We wanted it to sound real and we wanted it to sound natural. I thought that's what Ronda did. Now, I understand when people say her second run was a little bit lackluster. I would agree with that. But her first run, I thought, was epic, historic. I really do. And it and it lent to history because we saw the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania with Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. And again, I've said it, Bully said it, you don't have that match without Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey is a mainstream star. She's a credible star. She brings mainstream appeal and she brings credibility. And I think she's very good at becoming a pro wrestler. And I thought she adapted very, very well. I think there's nothing but an upside. And for those who said, well, she didn't earn it. Well, look what she did last night. She's at a small independent show in L.A. for Pro Wrestling Revolver. It's not on national TV. It's not for a national company. It's for an independent organization. So whether she signs with AEW or not, or maybe she's just rediscovering her love for pro wrestling and earning that credibility with the hardcore wrestling fan, I feel you got to let Ronda 
Let her do what she wants to do. And you have to because she's given it to us as fans and as, as an organization and as a product. You have to give her your respect because I think she's earned it. And as a uh, female athlete, she's been through it. She's uh, If you guys had an opportunity to read her book, I highly recommend you to read her book. Again, she was criticized on the UFC too when she uh, she walked with the opportunity to become a champion, right? Because it was like the championship was created and she was put in that place. But that's what I'm saying. It's just she, she arrived to the, the occasion and she did what she did. Of course, she's going to get a lot of hate because the way that she expressed herself and sometimes she said some stuff that are controversial. She said some stuff, very controversial stuff when she was a professional wrestler that I remember reading and I was like, oh, what the fuck? But that's how that, that's how she is. And people were talking for weeks and, and, and it was a talk of the week and people tune in to watch this stuff. You like it or not. Again, it's 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 like I keep telling you this, David, sometimes as 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 workers, as I, I want to be a devil's advocate as people get opportunities that are not on the business and they rise to occasion and they succeed. And that's what they want. If they hire you for some, something and you're not part of the business and if you succeed, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, brother, but you know, they give me this, I made it, I made it happen and it was really well. So it's, you can't hate on that. You can't hate on that. That woman has, she's very, she's a hardworking woman. She knows what to do to reach her goals. She's written a book. She's she's she was a champion of USC. You know, she's done Hollywood. She has her own clothing line. She she has other endeavors and she's a mother. So she does all these things and she does them right. So um and she worked from from you know from the bottom to where she's at right now. She did. And you know what? And you have to give her credit for this. I'm sure financially. She's okay. I'm sure financially yeah. her family's okay. I don't think she's doing this for financial reasons, and I don't think she needs pro wrestling. But if you're showing up on a show like the one that we saw last night and she's doing it with her friend Marina Shafir, she's mm -hmm. doing it for the love of it. Because why else would she do it? And it's not like, all right, well, she's doing it for a friend. You know, every time, you know this, Thunder. Obviously, you know this better than anybody. Every time you step into that squared circle, you're risking injury. Every time you step into that square circle, it could be the last time you're stepping into that squared circle. She didn't go to Pro Wrestling Revolver and just make an appearance, talk on the microphone for three minutes and wave and shake hands. She was wrestling last night at Pro Wrestling Revolver. She doesn't need to do this. She wants to do this because I think she respects the business and she loves this business and probably in her own crazy way, Thunder wants to get the respect from you, the fans. And I'm talking to the Busted Open Nation here. Probably in a way she wants to earn your respect. And she, she felt like she probably deserved to earn it the first time, didn't get it, didn't get it the second time. She's like, you know what? I'm going grassroots here. I'm going grassroots. I'm going on the indie scene. And maybe that will get credibility from the fans that maybe they'll start to understand why I'm doing this and how much I love doing this. Whether she signs with AEW or not, if this is the journey she wants to go on, even if this was just a one-off, 
I mean, Ronda Rousey has my respect. And I'll say this, Thunder, I want to see her back in the squared circle. I want to see more of Ronda Rousey. I, I, If it's not with AEW, then maybe back with the WWE or maybe just on the independent scene where, hey, you know what? It's not high profile, but I can go out and do what I want and not be under a microscope. Maybe that might be her goal here. I don't know, but whatever she decides, if it's best for her, it's okay with me. Yeah, and I think um, like the last, I remember the last couple months, it was like six, seven months before she left. There was a lot of criticism um, about her abilities as a professional wrestler. And I, I, you and I, we actually talked about this on how um, they were criticizing her for not selling, quote unquote. Or stuff like that. Or it, it, it really pissed me off because she worked so hard. And like the last month, she did a tremendous job on all the things that people were saying she wasn't doing it right. And she was doing it great. Microphone, in-ring, everything. Seriously, I was very, I was very impressed because again, David, if she didn't care and she only cared about the money, she would have kept doing whatever she did because she didn't have to do anything. Her check was still catchy, cashing. But she did everything she needed to do to excel at what she was doing. And she's done that on every single thing that she's she's ever worked in. Judo, you have, uh, MMA, wrestling, you know, and all the other endeavors that she's in. She's done that. So, again, you can knock that off. You, you either you like it or not. Even if you believe that she believes in this business or not, she's worked her ass off to be where she's at. No matter what. And I'm glad that she's having fun. Because sometimes when you're working, you feel like you have no soul. And you're just doing it because you're going through the motions. But when you find that rhythm and you find that love again, that's the most beautiful thing that somebody could do. Seriously. Yeah. And I could see it on you too, Thunder. Because I can see how excited and how you are eagerly awaiting your return to AEW. I can see it on your face. I can see I can hear it in your voice and I can't wait. I can't. Well, David, just I'm just going to leave it like this so, so we can talk about what we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. I had to learn so many other things to not go fucking insane because wrestling was taken away from me because of an injury that almost almost ended my career. The fact that I was able to run three miles, David, without pain this last Thursday or Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is today. Wednesday. The fact of the matter that I'm able to lift weights, to sleep, to sit down, to sit up, to be in an airplane without pain. It's beautiful. The fact of the matter that I get another opportunity to get my time and to get what belongs to me. It's a blessing. And I'm not going to let anyone, and I'm telling everyone, I'm putting everybody on notice to tell me otherwise. I've been through fucking hell. And I don't care if I have to go through fucking hell to get what I need to get. Because I am going to get it. I'm fucking Thunder Rosa. La Mera Mera. They call me La Mera Mera for a fucking reason. And that is not because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wimp and I like to complain. No, it's because I work my ass off to get where I want, to to get what I deserve, to get what I was born for, and that's to be excellent. 
The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. This weekend, there is a lot going on. We have AEW Full Gear, but we also have MLW Fightland coming up tomorrow from Philadelphia at the ECW Arena. And it's going to be available not only in Philly, but also available on Fight Plus, where you can always watch the great MLW action. And who better than our good friend, Court Bauer, to come on and talk about it. Court, good morning, and thanks as always Hello, for the time. Court. Hey guys, how's it going? Very, oh, very gro- excited. Groovy. For it. You ready for Fightland this weekend? I am. I'll be watching Fight Plus. We're having a party. I'm going to be out with my buddy Chris Allo. We're going to be watching some MLW, and then after MLW, we'll watch uh, AEW Full Gear and Court. Like it is, it's always busy. Like it's almost at the point now where there's so much wrestling. There is no nights off. There is always something no, is. going on. It's pretty insane, right? Well, you look at it, you, you fire up X or Twitter, whatever it's called today, and you see what's going on in real time in Japan when you first wake up in the morning mm-hmm. here on the East Coast. It's like it never stops. And within a few clicks, you can be watching Arena Mexico. You could be watching Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. You could be watching MLW. It's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan. You just instantaneously can go anywhere in the world and see, you know, the hotbeds from Philly to Tokyo. I mean, that's that's incredibly special. It's a great time. Everyone likes to talk about, you know, overanalyze like certain things about what goes on in the business, but you just look at it in the purest sense. Imagine you had this in the eighties. Imagine you had this even in the nineties when you had to wait for ECW TV on syndication or get the the home videos that they would edit. Man, you were waiting months. You couldn't see Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You couldn't see any of that stuff. You couldn't go to the you know AAAs and CMLs and see them. Mm-hmm. Now you can. It, it's it's amazing and see this great talent and see anything and everything you want. How difficult is it for you when you're booking a show? Like, it's is it impossible to say, you know what, let's do it tonight because there's nothing going on tonight because it seems like there's something going on every single night. Does that make it difficult for you when you're booking a show like the one we're going to watch tomorrow? Uh, you know, at first when we started to go live with fight, we were like, let's be very sensitive and aware of the schedule. And then you realize it's like, it's impossible. So like we had a show that was a little earlier in uh, in September. It was like, we, I think it was went head to head with AEW unless we moved it earlier. We're like, let's move it earlier, see what happens. And it was fine, but it's like going head to head doesn't seem to make a difference either. And people just watch on demand. Some people watch one thing on their phone while they have their laptop or on their TV fired up and they're watching two things and whatever thing grabs their eye. Uh, they'll go with for that moment um, so it's just like you kind of just want to put out the best product you have to be aware of it to some extent especially when it's in your your same city right yes. but in general you're just like you got to be cognizant but at the same time you, you can't be like paralyzed by it. it's just there's no win in that situation you know uh court i always say it you know that 2300 arena the old dcw arena the company that's really made that venue, that historic venue, its home is MLW. How attached are you to that venue now? And, and in a lot of ways, you've kept that venue alive for pro wrestling, mm. don't you think? Yeah, well, it's funny because when we had our first show at the ECW Arena in June 2002, 
no one had run it since Paul had, had shuttered the, the company in 2000. And it really was 2000, I think, was the last time he ran the ECW arena. So there was like 18 months or so before you saw wrestling in there. Uh, and we did it with our first show. And, and you know, that was a, a huge honor. And as a he, ECW fan, a Westchester kid growing up, that was a, a, a big thing for me. Uh, and then fast forward, here we are today. And it's kind of, we've been doing kind of a quasi residency because it's such a great audience. It's such a great building. Um, and, you know, when we started running it in 2019 for the first time in 17 years, no one had run it really in a while. It had, it kind of was like, had like a glut of indies had run it and then it kind of burned it out. And so like there hadn't been anyone in the arena for a long time. They've done, they do boxing, they do MMA, but they hadn't done wrestling in a while. So we were the first ones to go back there. And since then it's, we, we've really enjoyed it. It's such a great, it's the, the fans know MLW uh, there's history there and that building just looks really good on TV too. So it's kind of like a mini arena, Mexico, you know, a building with a lot of history, a lot of ghosts that the fans just know is the place to see great stuff. And you never know you're going to see like we have a match at Fightland. It's three companies, new Japan, CMLL and MLW in one match. It's like, you're not going to see that anywhere any night. So it's cool to be able to do that for the fans. Hey, Court, how do you feel now that um, I feel like CML has been taking off for, for some reason in the last couple of months? And now you're, I know you've been working with them for a while, but how, do you, how does it feel for you that uh, working with a company that is kind of like uh, on the rise again? Yeah, you know, CMLL, I mean, they basically, the Luderoth family, for people who don't know, they started Lucha like in the like the like 20s and 30s in Mexico. Um, Salvador Luderoth had gone to to Texas to check out a show. He worked for the government, came back, said, oh, my God, you see this wrestling. And he put his own twist on it and started up Lucha, started Arena Mexico. I think the building was built in the 30s, and it's still there today. There's a lot of tradition there. And, I mean, this is the place over years to see some of those iconic matches, whether it was Atlantis in 2000 and that big match, or guys that come out of there like Rush and Andrade. And, I mean, it's always been just a, a hotbed. You know, I think AAA had for a while been pretty noisy and they had a lot of affiliations with MLW for a time for other, with other groups. Uh, but like you look at the wealth of talent and you look at the people that run that company and it's, it's a first class organization. Uh, and I'm, in terms of like working with other organizations, like, I mean, we've had such an incredibly positive experience. So when you see who's, who, how it works behind the scenes, you know why it's having the success it is today. They know what they're doing. They do it well. And they think fans first and the, you know, they, their hearts are with Lucha. And so it is, you know, there's a reason they call Arena Mexico the cathedral. It really is a special experience going down there. Or you kind of mentioned this a minute ago, but it's, it, I want to get your take on it. It's kind of like the wrestling business is cyclical. You mentioned how you guys are kind of running a, a little bit of a residency at the old ECW arena. And, and this is a compliment to MLW. I kind of look right now, the state of the business, you guys in the same position that Paul and ECW were 25 years ago, where you have, you know, two big companies on T on, on T on national TV, but then there you guys are and you're producing such good content. You're, you're, you're bringing in wrestlers internationally and doing styles and you're producing so much talent that is inevitably going to be on national TV. Uh, if they're not already, I, I just want to see what you, you know, what, what your take is on, on being in that position and, and being what is such an important pulse of the wrestling business right now. Well, I think the t- two differences with ECW, like my favorite organization probably of all time when I was growing up, 
is, you know, they didn't have contracts and they didn't have a national TV deal. And when they did get that national TV deal, it was the wrong deal. And, and it hurt the company. It really did. I mean, I have some of the ECW production people in our company and they'll tell us stories like they were just, you know, TNN at the time were draining Paul. I mean, they had a guy, literally, they would have to fly on their own bill from Nashville, where TNN was originally out of the Nashville network is what it was called, to Westchester to physically pick up the, the footage, the video every week to then bring back to Master Control in Nashville that same day. So that's every week for that show on top of the upscale and production they had to do. And in the end, what happened? You know, they ended up going to WWE with their and rebranded as Spike. So, you know, you, those, you know, we've been destabilized at times because of network deals. And I think as I've gone through this journey now, it's like having had some disruptions with our deals, you want to make sure the next deal is the right deal. And I'm not going to necessarily take it, you know, I, unless it's the right deal. Um, you go through so much of that, just chasing that brass ring, you realize, well, what is the incentive? Media rights, yes. If you look at everyone right now in sports and in TV, those numbers on what you were getting dollars-wise is shrinking. Reality shows, docs used to go for 450000 an hour. Now we're like 300000 That That is shrinking. The content king era is over. And so it's harder to get that right deal. So it's like right now I have BN Sports, which puts us on national TV. They also mm -hmm. have Over the Air and BN Extra. And they're in Spanish, so it puts us every week in Spanish across the, the country on the top Spanish-speaking network. Uh, so we have three ways to get it out to the fans, plus YouTube and Fight. Um, but going live to me in that model and our partnership with, with Fight Plus and with BN, that, that keeps the stability going. And that's the model going forward. We just want to continue to deliver. And because we have the contracts, that helps our talent you know, be able to flourish because now they can work for not just MLW. They can go to CMLL with our strategic partnership. They can go to New Japan and we, we let them do indie. So you know, that's enough to keep them active, keep them busy. And you know, those are the differences, I think, with the ECW and how you try to change it. And um, Paul had the struggles of you just every, he'd get a guy over and they get, poached now what happens is you get a guy over and then tampering happens and all of a sudden a guy says you know i i, I, I talked to another office that kind of want me so i don't want to honor my contract that's kind of fucked up you've put all this money into the guy your crowd wants to have a satisfying conclusion with the storyline but now you've got to blow up your business the money you put into it so someone else can go somewhere else and that's happened like i can't count how many times and then we're vilified because like i'm not gonna go out there and just get into a, a shit storm on twitter over it it's like look there's their side but there's another side to this and you don't hear it often and Gord, that sounds very personal when you talk about that i i felt the the feeling so how does it feel let's talk about that because i don't think uh, a lot of owners talk about that specific thing because we as mm. talent we want to grow we want to go to other places right. we sure. want to be seen other places but you as a promoter and as someone who put all your trust in someone, how does that make you feel when somebody <laughs> asks you for a release or, you know, hey, dude, thanks for everything, but I, I got to go. Yeah, I mean, look, we honor our commitment. So when we're paying the guys and and and, and they're, they're happy, that's great. And when we all of a sudden know they can get paid somewhere else, they want to leave. It's like, well, wait, what about our, our commitments too? We've honored them. But what about like, then what do I tell the networks? What do I tell the toy company? What do I tell the fans when they don't get a satisfying end into the storyline? Just want to take off and leave town. You know, in, in the 90s, that was called a sellout. And now it's like, oh no, we fuck the companies. It's just about the town. It's like, well, no life savings in this. A lot of families, I have to, you know, the people in production, they're, they're committed. Their families are invested. So when these guys skip town or they want to dip out, like they're fucking not, not just me, they're fucking all these people. And the people that all the passion they put into making the toys, all those things, all those things impact. And there's a ripple effect to that. 
but it's happened so many times. You don't, I don't cry about it. It's just the realities of the business and it's changing. Like, you know, I think a lot of promoters take the high road and just like, it is what it is. And once you hear one side of the conversation, we don't hear the other side. Uh, and it's like, we've done that. So you only, then you just say, well, something you say something two or three times in wrestling has to be true as we know, even if it's not, but like, I'll give you a great example. MJF signed and delivered uh, on both ends. We delivered for him and he delivered for us. And he was in a position where he asked for more money. Uh, he wasn't getting paid a lot. We were starting out. He was the first guy we ever signed. And he said, look, I think I should be earning more. I said, absolutely. We're not going to give you a new contract, but handshake deal. I'm going to give you, you know, basically a significant bump in pay. Became like the highest paid guy. It was just between us uh, in 2018, 2019. And so then I, we know that we knew that he wasn't going to renew and man, that guy put over everyone and knew that he was going to AEW, but did business the right way. He helped our company. He enriched our company. He made the, he entertained the fans and he put over all his friends in the locker room on his way out. That's how you do business. That's how you do it the right way. And I don't want to baby face Max. He's a piece of shit human. Just like the case he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) but you're right i mean you have to you if you're making a commitment just like anything else when you sign a contract that number that's on that contract you're expecting that number and that's what you're going to get paid for that length of time it goes both ways yes you're going to have an opportunity but you're right like you plan out your stories you plan out tv production you plan out pay-per-views months and months in advance so like when somebody leaves it really does leave you in the lurch because now you have to completely change your entire business model. And yeah, it's like, yeah, go ahead. To that point, it's like, you know, again, Max on his way out, we're like, okay, we know he's leaving. And like, let's, let's, let's heat up Mance Warner. Let's heat up the Von Erics. And man, Max showed just how extraordinary of a person and how generous he was as a performer by basically he heated up like a, a chunk of our roster, including the dynasty on his way out. I was like, that's what a pro does. When you want to leave the territory, like whenever you leave somewhere, I always say it like this, whether it's a job, wherever you go, you want to leave in a better shape than when, when you went in. And if, if you, you're also kind of doing your interview for your next job by how you exit somewhere. So if it's, if it's complicated, it's messy, it's shitty. Who wants a piece of that going forward? Some people can get intoxicated by the pursuit of a star, but if you see it's like a shit show, why do you want any of that? Seems messy, seems unnecessary. Have you, and, and not to name names, but Court, have you had where a wrestler has left MLW kind of on those circumstances where they didn't give you the notice, they got another opportunity, and then a year or two down the road, they're coming back knocking on your door asking for another opportunity? You've seen guys leave MLW. You've seen a lot of guys come back. You can probably look at those people and figure out what's up there. Um, there's a lot of guys that have left in the last year that a wall like kind of wanted to come back, but our roster's full and it's not, I'm not being a dick. I believe in second chances. I believe if I didn't have a second chance, I wouldn't be where I am today. I fucked up probably 20 times. And that's, that's how this business is probably very frustrating for all the other people, but that's just how it is. So it's, I, I look at it case by case basis, but it happens. And it happens probably in every company. Every company's had a guy that said, Hey, look, I lost my smile. I don't think I want to, I don't want to show, you know, show up anymore. WWE, Shawn Michaels lost his smile. So they, instead of letting him go to WCW, he said, okay, sit home. What are you going to do? You don't want to put that kind of, you know, franchise player uh, and cough it up to the competitor. That, that, that's bad business. 
but you expect them to suit up and take the field too. So if, if they're not willing to do that, then, you know, you reach a problem. I mean, look, that's been happening forever in wrestling. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Impact Wrestling, uh, what a show last night. The main event, it Will Ospreay uh, and, and Josh Alexander, they k- killed it. What a great match. Killed what a it. great show. Uh, also, Sonny Kiss and Trinity. And Trinity. Our very own Bully Loved Ray it. teaming with Jordan Grace. What an awesome show. For I know. I wanted night. to ask Bully on what that was with the handshake and the whole take the cup thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A little bit of a yeah. hug chaser. That uh, Bully Ray. You, wow. I He's did not chaser. say you said that. He's I was going to say a little bit of a, a shake, a, a shake chaser. He's a shake chaser? A shake, a shake, <laughs> yep. um, well, doesn't roll off the tongue the same. Um, By the way, with Impact, I check, uh, yes. you're no longer on the Impact, ro- I, I, you're not on the Impact roster. I know you saw that. I saw that yes. on the internet too, David. What's up with that? Um, well, I, you know, I was here on Monday. I'm here on Friday. My husband's big time GM of SmackDown right now. It's a lot. And I found myself, it was a lot. I wanted to come back. I wanted to wrestle Trinity. I wanted to do that. But I think that it was a lot to juggle both schedules and with Donovan and everything else. And I was like, I need to just kind of sit back while we figure out, because this is all still brand new. Like while I refigure out this schedule, um, and yeah, but the truth is, is I've not, you know, I've not been under contract with Impact the whole time. I've been a free agent this whole time Ooh. because of I'm a mom first. I have, you know, just a lot on my plate and it's just a lot. It's a lot. So, all right. But okay. I have a great relationship with Impact. And I think that as they're rebranding as TNA, maybe I'm not on the current active roster, clearly. So. All right. Know. Well, one 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 thing we do know, you're on the active roster here. On Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.